Welcome to the Christian Contractor Podcast. Christian Contractor Podcast. A show created for kingdom-driven Christian contractors that are focused on scaling their business in God's name while positively impacting the world around them. If you're ready to ascend from a contractor to a purpose-driven business owner, we're here to serve you. Here's your host, Brandon Guthrie. Roofers, make higher, more consistent profit margins without the headache and land more deals. What's up? I'm Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs on the Christian Contractor Podcast, where our mission is to help Christian contractors turn their business into their ministry and scale it in the name of God with biblical principles and righteous marketing so that they can be a light in the darkness. Marketing doesn't have to be hard. You just need the right tools and the right heart to serve. Thanks for tuning in. I'm super excited to have William Campbell of All or Nothing Roofers with me today. William, welcome and thank you for being here. Nice to be here. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm with All or Nothing Roofing. Um, I guess a little bit about me. Um, I I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, you know, I have two amazing parents. I mean, I love them to death. Um, they're uh, obviously play a huge role in in I mean pretty much everything we none of them have done anything in roofing uh actually they're, they're more of real estate and uh like you know stocks and computer tech and stuff um i kind of fell into this but uh yeah they definitely i mean obviously they instill everything um as far as school goes uh i don't actually have a lot of education um as far as uh construction uh, i started out in this industry like i think a lot of a lot of us probably as a sales guy um didn't know what drip edge was, you know what I mean? Uh, this is probably six years, five, five, six years ago. Um, you know, but just, uh, uh, I'm a hustler. So I guess here we are. I'm getting off track, but. Uh, yeah, dude. No, that's cool, dude. So you got into this in sales and, you know, obviously your family being a real estate in the, in the background, you know, the real estate and contractors actually work together a lot. I found that, uh, to be really true. So that's, yeah. That's cool. So you got into sales and next thing you know, you're like, shoot, I could do this. You know, I think uh, once again, I think I have a story probably similar to a lot of us where we, you know, worked for other people and we got the short end of the stick on a few occasions um, and said, well, I've, I can do every part of this. You know, I've been doing every part of this. Why not take the risk? Right. And so here we are, you know, get some, get your, <laughs> you had some cojones. You took the leap of faith. You know, I, man, same here. I've been there, you know, take the leap of faith. And it's like, you think you're going to fly right out of the gate. And for me, I hit the ground, <laughs> had to get up off the ground uh, and pick myself up and keep pushing. I don't know if that's how it was for you, but that's how it was for me. Honestly, I've been very blessed. Like since mm. we, uh, the, so before, before I started the company, right. I mean, I was, I did one and a half million in sales with, the previous company. Right? Ah, nice. Good, good segue. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it obviously got cut. Um, so I was like, well, I can do that. Um, I, I can do, I can sell. Right. So, um, and I knew the rest of it at that point. Um, uh, so I was like, okay, you know, I, I don't need a sales guy to make them to, to make it work. Right. Like I, I can sell myself until I figure that out. Right. Uh, so that was nice. And then obviously, I mean, like I said, having family in real estate doesn't hurt. Um, you definitely get a few connections that way. 
So big time. Um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, and I, I, I won't lie about it. it definitely does. Um, it's really this industry. I think even more than a lot of others, it's who you know, mm -hmm. right? It's like mm -hmm. networking is huge. It's just door to door sales. I mean, in general, gets you all kinds of you know, um, basically business that you would never even you would never have that connection. So right. Uh, yeah. I hear you, man. Cool, dude. Well, I appreciate you, man. That's huge. You know, you know what you're doing, man. You got into this already doing 1.5 million sales and you're like, shoot, let me do this on my own. I think a lot of us are on that similar path. And I think everyone for the, for the contractors listening in right now, for the Christian contractors listening in right now, uh, I think they can relate. A lot of the people that are, you know, owning their businesses are on a very similar track, <clears throat> you know, and we're also, we're also just woven a little differently. I think we have the entrepreneur mindset. We have that, <clears throat> that we want to lead. We want to make an impact. We want to grow. We want to do something big. And I think, I think God has really placed a vision in, in our minds, in our hearts that there's something, there's something more. And if it's been placed there by God, then it's going to be seen to fruition. And we might not understand exactly why or what that is exactly, but we just got to trust and it's going to happen. So dude, that's huge. Okay. So for the Christian contractors listening in right now, we're going to we're going to talk, we're going to bring some value to you guys. We're going to give you guys some aha moments, okay? So the there's Christian contractors here listening right now that are not they haven't cleared the seven figure mark. They're you know, they're at different points. They maybe they're 500k, maybe they're 250,000k, you know, uh they're they're all over the place, right? And they haven't quite crossed that seven figure mark. I want to bring some epic value for you guys listening in right now, so that you're gonna be able to walk away from this and in the next twelve months be able to take these take this value and scale past that seven figure mark. How's that sound? That sounds freaking awesome. <laughs> so cool. So question number one and value point number one is going to be talk to me about knowing your numbers. Why, what does that mean to you? Um, so I think it's a, and, and I, I'm not the only person to, to believe this. I have gone to quite a few conventions and whatever else. Uh, roofers just don't know their numbers. Like for some reason, a lot of us just, just don't know what your actual overhead percentage is. You know, they don't actually track th these things and then apply them. Mm. You know, you, you hear so often, um, you know, the, the best example is like the, the what is it, 10, 50, 50 split, mm. right? You 10 right off the top. I don't have a 10% over. I had to operate. Like, that's not my percentages. I, I don't I don't know anyone that operates at 10%. Right. No. It's normally 12, 15 and higher. Yeah. Uh, but but we we only apply 10 and 10 estimates. We only apply, you know, take 10% of the, you know, off the top for overhead expense. Mm. We're not doing... You know what I mean? That's a, that's a huge issue. That's part of why we fail as a, as a business so early. Right. Um, because if you're not if you're not covering your operating expenses, mm. I mean, you're the profit you think you're making. Wow. You know. So, for list people, list contractors listening in right now, uh, <clears throat> what's a likely scenario? I mean, they're 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 kind of know their numbers. They haven't quite taken the time to really write it all down they don't take the time every week or every month to recalibrate like what's the situation that someone listening in right now might be going through and they're like kind of oh, i don't really know my numbers and how could what would be your advice 
to for fixing that and what difference could that make so for us um we, we i'm sorry will you ask me again yeah yeah so um so basically there's you know your numbers now right you you right. know your numbers at least better than you probably did when maybe when you first got started or you know better than some people that are out there that yeah. literally have no idea right you know you know some you know your operational expenses to some extent and so what's your advice to basically someone right, that, right. that so, doesn't know their numbers so for like, us we do it how do you every get quarter them out of their now seats we've, to do you know, this? we've had a year or we've had more than a year you know of actual numbers to look at right or starting out doesn't have we didn't have that originally so um Mm-hmm. For us, part of it has to do with getting away from playing like the insurance game, right? We're insurance restoration mostly. Um, and they almost always demand that we use Xactimate or some other estimating software, right? That, that they approve of. Um, well, it's just, just not accurate, right? Those aren't accurate to your numbers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? That's a, the, the average, it's a median, it's a, a generalization of the, mm-hmm. of the market. But it's not your numbers, right? So it, it all it all ties into it. For us, it was getting away from that and using lump sum estimating, um, mm. basically being able to take take our labor, take our material, the true numbers, add our you know our overhead expenses, what we'll need in profit, um, and then generating our estimates on that and 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 I mean standing on it. You know what I mean? It's it's uh, you know and standing on it. I think. Uh, uh, it all it all ties together, man, and you can't you can't do that without being honest, you know. So uh, we have a lot of times an exactimate, and part this is part of the reason we get away from exactimate too. There's a lot of fluff, right? Like I could add paint to vents and the gutters, and I could get you know six, seven, eight hundred, maybe a thousand dollars extra in in you know stuff that's not really more or less warranted, right? Like could could it be? Yeah, but like um, and so you have to be able to prove it. You know what I mean? But, mm. but when you can prove it, you can stand on it and you mm. can really like, you can really push mm. for it. Right. Right. Which is point number two. And question number two is like, uh, you know, about how does honesty play a role in all of this? Yeah. And that, that's, that's really what it is. If, if they can pick your, even if you were to use exact I mean, in line items, right. And actually do it that way. If they can go out to the pro like, not that they're going to, but if they're going to go out to the property and pick your pick your stuff apart, right? And you're doing, you know, a decent amount of work throughout the year. You're they're like these guys aren't these guys aren't they're like they're they're pretty smart. You know, they might be frustrating mm. to deal with, like you know, insurance and things like that. Right. But they're not. They're they're smart, right? They they mm. they know what they're doing. So you have to be able to prove it. If they can pick your estimate apart and say, "No, I see this all the time. This is fluff." You know. This not warranted they're going to just immediately shut you down because well i, I don't trust mm. this guy right essentially right. that's what it comes down to is is do i trust and what they're allowed to do right they're they have to operate within their their you know uh guidelines or whatever but uh that's dude nice wow so yeah so for roofers that you know that had that work with insurance companies it's funny. That's like a, you know, very. That's a very biblical principle. Is like honesty, right? Just truth. It's it's pretty straightforward, right? And uh, I'm sure a lot of us uh, are are tempted to, you know, fudge some numbers, but you know, bite the bullet, bite your tongue, and 
and uh, stand on being honest. And in the long run, it's it's going to pay off. Like someone's going to appreciate that. Maybe well, not every insurance person is going it, to, it, but it, someone knowing will. your numbers, man. Because if if you can prove it, right? Even with insurance, with shoot, with homeowners, sometimes homeowners retail they just want the cheapest bid, right? Whatever. With with insurance, right? If you can prove it, you can get paid, right? So if you know your numbers, and like I said, we do a quarterly, we do it every quarter now. But I, I'll even go as far as like you guys aren't, you're not going to pay seventeen percent overhead. I like I think you are. Here's my actual overhead. Hmm. And then, oh, wow. well, okay, this is the contract the homeowner chose. You know, the work is done, the cost is incurred. It is what it is. You know, and and they wow. have to cut the checks. Um, granted, nice. it, you know, you have to be within reason. Like I said, you have to be honest. You can't go, you can't. I put it on your overhead expenses, <laughs> you know, things right. like that. But, but yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. So, um, a question that pops up in my head is, um, so you're being honest. I mean, obviously, uh, you could, is just being honest. The only thing you need to do is like, well, these are our costs. These are et cetera, et cetera. Like how do you work in your margins and how do you make sure those margins are healthy? They're not like, cause I'm sure you'll be tempted. Oh, I'm going to be honest. So, well, well this margin, you know, I could, I could pay myself less and then I could, you know, charge less and that's considered honest. Like Honest doesn't mean you, honest doesn't mean back down, right? That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you have to be like, weak business wise, right? You know, they'll be like, Hey, listen, these are my real numbers. And this is what I have to maintain. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be in business 10 years from now, right? Unlike 90% of contractors, I'm going to be in business 10 years from now. So, you know, you can, you can pay me, you know, it's. Amen. Woo. Dude. So that, and boom. So question number three is talk to me about never backing down. So I say, I say never back down because that's really the mentality, right? That you have to have. Now, obviously from a business standpoint, if they say, Hey man, I'm going to pay you within a thousand dollars of your estimate. I'm going to probably going to let it go. Right. Because it doesn't make sense for me to go to appraisal or to, you know what I mean? Drag it out another 60 to 90 days over 900 bucks. Right? That's, mm-hmm. that doesn't, that's just, that would be crazy. Um, right. But right, yeah. don't approach it with that mentality. Right. You don't get there. You don't get, um, and, and I, when I, when I speak, I am speaking mostly on insurance restoration, like I said. So, uh, right. Right. But yeah. Which there's a lot of people doing that and a lot of people have questions about that. So that's perfect. Right. Right. And, and, but that, that's really what it comes down to. And I, I have the same, I mean, I have a discussion with a lot, a lot of my project managers cause it just doesn't, so it doesn't come natural, right? Like there's some that are overly aggressive and you're like, Hey, like chill out, man. Like you gotta be respectful. Right. Like, same time. Mm-hmm. But then there's others who are like the adjuster says something and they're like, okay, like sounds good. And you're like, no, no, that's not good at all. You know, like, uh, <laughs> no, like just, you know, or, you know, whatever the case may be, like you have to approach it like, Hey, I, I'm going to be respectful and be professional, but understand that like, I'm not coming off my price. Right? Mm, yeah. And then it, so the, I know that we mentioned less headache, right? At first there's more headache. Okay. First, there is more headache, and that is simply because the adjuster doesn't see it all the time. Right? Mm, they're yeah. used. To, Let's talk about the bat, the other, the flip side of this. Right. right? They're they're used to seeing an exactement with you know fifty line items for the roof, right? Instead of seeing mm. roof x amount of dollars, you know, and then do a brief summary, right? Because that's what we do, right? It'll be like it'll be like 
the, the type of the product we use, the amount of squares, uh, and then a price, right? And then uh, uh, we have a brief summary of the work that we're going to be doing, um, like, you know, remove and replace all accessories, pipe boots, valleys, etc. Um, that kind of thing. So there are line items, kind of, but without the pricing, right? So they don't get to break right. down and nitpick every single thing and say, oh, you're you're 50 cents higher on this, we're, we're a dollar short there. You, like, you know, your overhead mm. and expenses broken out here. No other industry operates that way. So why? why mm. Right? right. Um, wow. But yeah. So when when uh, roofers first get that pushback, um, like what should they do? Just kind of get through that first, that transition period? So your homeowner, well, your homeowner is your best weapon, right? I mean, they, that's who the contract's with. The, the, our contract's with them. The insurance contract is with them. Um, insurance can, can literally just not answer our email. In mm. theory, it might be bad faith or whatever, you know, legal stuff. But at the end of the day, they can just not answer us for the contractor, right? So mm. if you send everything to your homeowner, right? Hey, here's the signed contract. Here's your signed estimate. Send it to your insurance company. Right now, mm. there's certain situations you have to help out. Right, they're elderly, whatever they don't they don't understand it. But for the most part, mm. through the homeowner to the insurance company, everything goes through the homeowner. Right, if they have mm. questions about certain things, yeah, maybe they'll call you. Right, and but it's I'm not here to negotiate what's going on. I'm explaining to you how you can get to, to my price. Typically, this is how it goes. I'm explaining to you how you can get to my price in Xactimate. Right. Because, and I say that because I have experience with Xactimate, but it'll be like, I, I'm not backing off my price. I'm only taking this call to help you and the homeowner get to where you need to be, right? Otherwise, mm. you need to explain to your homeowner why you're not going to approve this in writing, um, mm. you know, and, and then you guys can have a conversation. And obviously, you know, you, there's certain, like, we have our hands tied by, you know, on the UPA laws and all that fun stuff uh, with unlicensed public adjusting. Uh, so there's certain, we can't talk mm. policy as contractors. Um, so mm. You have to let your, mm. your homeowner fight that fight um, and then give them some ammunition, right? Here's our estimate. Here's our signed contract. Here's the, you know, damage report. Um, here's the measurements. Here's all the documents you need. Because if you think about it, typically, I mean, and with any, with most other stuff, they just go to the place for insurance work. They just go and they get it work done and they submit the bill and they get reimbursed, right? Mm-hmm. right. Roofing is like, Right. They don't do that. You know, every, everyone, you know, they would, and, and, but, but if it was a retail bid, they would, right? If you didn't even know insurance was involved, you would just give them a bill and you would get paid and move on. And insurance is supposed to cover that, right? Because mm. technically we're not even supposed to look at the insurance estimate probably. You know, mm. When it comes down to it, we're not supposed to be involved in the insurance process at all as contractors. Uh, right. But, right. You know, that, that's a whole different conversation, but uh Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so how, where, where are people potentially falling short and you're, you're doing, you're doing like, you're crushing it. Like you're crossing all your T's, you're dotting all your I's and you're getting more jobs because of that. And how are people listening and potentially falling a little short? Like they're not doing this or maybe they're not doing that. Like what, what are those things you think they might be doing? Not, not doing. Um, I guess, I guess in, in what, in what aspect because there's a whole that could be a lot of like um like you like you said you know you're doing your your invoices with that lump sum approach and obviously they might be doing that the exact 
the the estimate approach, the line item with a million line items, and it's like maybe they're doing that right now. And so you're suggesting to people that because there's probably there are people are gonna be listening to this that are literally doing that right now, and they're like, "What you do it this other way?" Like, so how how do you transition to doing it your way? Like, just like how does that work exactly? Um, well, simply you just stop paying for exactmate. <laughs> just. Oh, I mean, most people have a CRM, right? That's what we did. We we just, instead of, because we used to use Acculinks, great, great CRM, shameless plug, okay? Um, very <laughs> expensive, right? I mean, mm. um, if you use all the features, right? Uh, yeah. And I just liked how Rooflink, who's who we use currently, I like how they did everything, honestly, everything better um, mm. to me, right? That's why we switched. Um, and nice. price point that makes a big difference, too. Um, but on there, you can create estimates. You, can, you could add your own line items to those estimates if you wanted to, right? You could make it mm -hmm. extremely, extremely detailed. Um, and, um, you know, uh, but I just like the layout on there uh, and it works fine. I mean, it works great. It's like I said, if we didn't, if we weren't playing the insurance game, right? And it is game, mm -hmm. we wouldn't do mm -hmm. it that way, right? You wouldn't do it mm -hmm. that way. A, a plumber doesn't write his estimate that way. Uh, you know, right. your drywall guy doesn't do it that way. He might give you the measurements, but you're not getting a, a, a price per line item from your from your subcontractor. Hmm. You know, um, it just does. I hear you. You know, it's just not. It's it's the only time we would do it that way is being asked by an insurance company to break it out like that. So, are there people listening to this? That are like, oh, I've been doing it this way. I didn't even know it's possible to do it this way. I'm afraid to do it. Right? They're going to get pushback from the insurance. Uh, providers and you're just kind of saying just do it see what happens you know like you try it so my advice is yeah just do it just one just do it but do it do it well right try to and uh, mm. some people mm. will take the lump sum thing and and go crazy right they'll literally just put roof x amount of dollars and you're <laughs> like okay like I don't know what product is on there. I don't, I have no idea what's happening to the roof. Like, are you redecking it? Are you like, what's going on? Right. Mm -hmm. We don't know that, that I can understand. Right. An adjuster has no idea what's going on. That right. they couldn't right. work too vague. Yeah. But as long as you have a summary of the work that's going to be done, you don't, or even you could even have the line items, take the pricing out, right. Mm -hmm. Take the pricing mm -hmm. off those line items, have the measurements. If you, even if you want, Right. Mm -hmm. And then if there's a major okay. difference in the measurements, even, you know, I, I don't do that specifically because, and, and this is honestly, I don't want to have that conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want them to just get uh, hung up on another aspect of the, of the, the difference. Right. Don't give them anything to get hung up on. Pretty much. Right. Like, like we're, we're agreeing. We have to replace all the accessories. We're agreeing. We have to replace all the value metal. You know, we're agreeing. We have to place all the shingles. Um, we're not saying we have to add a bunch of decking and we're not saying we have to, you know, frame anything. We, we agree on what's happening to this roof and we know, and we know as the contractor, what it takes to get it done. This is our price to do it. Like the measurements are almost irrelevant. Like this is our price for this job. Like, right. Like, I like it. if you add a foot here or take a foot away here, do you think I'm going to change my price? No, because like yeah. if, you know what I mean? It doesn't, doesn't. Yeah. So. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. So, so uh, people f like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it well. Um, 
are contractors going to expect to lose some jobs because of this new Absolutely. approach? Absolutely. So you're, and it's going to, it's going to feel like a punch in the gut, right? At first, because it, it does, because you, you're going to get the homeowner, especially when you're doing insurance work, um, when they're going to be like, well, you're, you're way over my insurance estimate. They're like, because typically people do work for like insurance proceeds, right? So they're like, you're way over my insurance estimate. Like, there's just no way Like, they're going to, they're not going to come up $10,000. They're not gonna. They're not gonna mm. double the estimate. Like, I, right. I promise you, if I used Xactimate, like they would eventually. This is just easier and faster for everyone involved, right? Hmm. Like, I could, I could, or I could even say I'm gonna work for insurance proceeds and then go fight all day for line items on the scope, right? Um, but then at the end of the day, who's who's in charge of your margins then? Mm. Right, a hundred percent. Right, and if it was up to insurance, we'd all make nothing. We, yeah, we, we make enough to scrape by, except for their preferred contractors, and and they'd send them just enough to be their preferred contractors, right? So if you do this, you do this approach, you're you may lose some at first, one, but one in the long this, run, you're, I'll say one key to this oh. is offering financing. Okay, a lot of mm. contractors don't offer financing. Financing becomes a huge part of this, right? Because let's say let's say huge. with insurance, especially I mean retail, obviously too, but let's say with insurance. Um, there is a $7,000 difference, right? Insurance says, hey, it's 10. I'm saying, no, I need 17, right? You guys haven't factored in any of my overhead costs because we're using the wrong roofing labor rates, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, yeah. It just, I mean, I honestly, I forgot where I was going with that, but yeah. <laughs> all good, all good, dude. So, um so you can expect to have higher margins by doing this approach. You'll have higher, you'll have higher, more consistent margins. That that's the thing, right? You might lose a few jobs, but if those jobs were only going to get you a twenty percent margin, and you, and then the rest of them you're only getting like thirty, well, I'd rather get you know four jobs or five jobs at my true forty percent margin versus having six jobs at like a twenty percent margin, right? Because mm. you know I don't know exactly how that math works out in that thing, but. It's got to be similar amounts of money, but you did way more work, right? You, mm, you yeah, had to fund. Had a, the revolving door is a problem. I mean, we all know cash flow is king here in, in this industry. Right. If you don't have the cash, you can't build it, especially new yeah. guys, right? I know that. I, mm. I know that firsthand. We're just about to get our lines of credit from the bank, right? So everything mm. to this point has been cash. So, oh wow, yeah. You know what I mean? It it. Uh, you you have to you have to maintain the cash flow. Then that's part of the financing too, right? Um, oh, where I was going with that is if the home before where, where if the homeowner finances um, the the difference and submits it as a bill incurred, then it's 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 a done deal, right? That's how insurance is supposed to work. They they're supposed to pay the uh, necessary cost incurred to do the job, right? If they incur mm-hmm. the cost, it's over. They've they've met all their contractual obligations to insurance. So insurance so theirs. Insurance has to pay the the difference if they finance it. So if they incur the cost, they don't have to finance it necessarily, right? Okay. It, so RCV like an RCV policy, right? Replacement cost value. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in most of those like lost settlement provisions, okay, and and most of this, by the way, I'm I'll tell you a lot of this information comes from Steve Patrick and Jen Silver and some of those other. I mean, so those other people in the industry, right? Big names. Um, yeah. But once they, 
uh, insurance owes for the, uh, what, how's it usually phrased? The, uh, they will pay the actual and necessary cost incurred to do the job. That's mm -hmm. how, yeah. that's how most of them are phrased. Um, sometimes they do have it in there. Like I have, there's certain insurance companies where it'll actually say we will pay the actual cost incurred or our estimate, whichever is lower. Right. And then you're just like, okay, like just know what you're getting into. You know, I mean, it's, it, there are exceptions to this obviously, but for the most part, um, like I know the big ones, state farm, all state, all those guys. Now they might fight you all day, right? They might fight it and fight it and fight it and fight it. But at the end of the day, if the homeowner has incurred that bill and they've actually paid that, they're submitting a receipt, right? They're not submitting mm. this, this is a receipt. Here's my receipt for my, here's my bill that I paid to get this work done. Mm. Me, right? You have to pay. Wow. Now, sometimes, depending on how much money is involved, right, it might be attorney worthy, right? Because, but it's, but it's, you have so much to stand on at that point that you can't, really can't lose, right? Eventually, mm. you're paid. Mm. I'm not saying it's always the easiest, right? Right. But so that's a big, like for us, a big one that comes down to is decking, right? With like decking issues, because mm -hmm. insurance doesn't want to pay for decking, right? They, they mm. will give every excuse in the book. I'm, I'm, as I'm sure you're aware, they'll give every excuse in the book mm. as to why that decking is not covered by insurance, even with code coverage and all the other stuff. And it's just, yeah. Uh, it's it's really it's a lot dude right on that's crazy so i mean you know push for it incurred costs you know work with the insurance companies Whew. okay so that's for the big. christian contractors listening in whew, yeah, wow a lot of huge what's that so we we hear back once they've actually submitted the bill right they've submitted the receipt for the decking because i guess that's a big one they'll finance the decking whatever submit the receipt and insurance will cut them a check and they'll be like, well, mm. we don't want to approve the decking. And they're like, well, I've incurred the cost. It's a code. Like, it is code. I've proven it. Like, you're going to pay me. Once again, that's, oh. you sometimes have to get an attorney to drop a letter. But that's as right. far as, I mean, in all honesty, that's as far as it's ever gone for us. We paid 200 bucks, an attorney drew up a letter, and it got paid. Done. Yeah. Woo. Dang. Dude, wow. For, so for your Christian contractors listening in right now, that's crazy. I mean, some of you are probably, you know, battling to the bottom on your prices. And here we are, we're going to talk about how to get more consistent, higher margins. And it comes down to character a little bit because you got to not, you can't back down and you got to be honest. So number one, you got to know your numbers, know your operational costs so that we can line item things, be honest and don't back down. You, it's, you don't want to be a weak business owner. You want to be strong. You need to have those margins in order to even run a business and to be around 10 years from now, you have to have those margins. So these are the costs and boom, we got a lot of extra little side tips and tricks on how to get your insurance provider to for, handle those costs. So man, huge value, man, William, I really appreciate you, man. Big value guys. Well, this is awesome. Huge value. We're going to recap. Number one, know your numbers. Number two, be honest. Number three, don't back down. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Christian Contractor Podcast. I'm Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs. If you're a Christian contractor that wants to scale to seven and even eight figures and beyond, leveraging a diversified marketing and sales strategy in a way that honors God, apply to work with us at 
contractorscalingchallenge.com forward slash apply hyphen now. Check it out. It's free to see if you qualify for this partnership program. I guarantee you'll get great value from the content in the application process. Remember, marketing doesn't have to be hard. All you need is the right tools and the right heart to serve. Till next time, stay blessed. William, wherever you are, appreciate you being here, being on here, dropping that epic value. And I really hope that the Christian contractors listening in to this, take this, take the notes and put it in your calendar that I'm going to do this next week. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start applying this and you are going to see the difference in your margins and your life and you're going to be able to serve your family better. So William and everyone listening in, till next time, stay blessed. Thank you, Christian Contractor family, for hanging out with us today. Let's get out there, do great work, and make a positive impact. If you want to connect with Brandon, head to Instagram and follow him at BG44. Let's change not only your life, but the world around you.